Welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review, folks. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson. This is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi. And just so you guys know, before I begin this today's podcast, I thought I should tell you guys that we were just renovating or redecorating our uh, studio. Renovating, renovating. Yeah. Making new desks and bookcases and stuff and unplugging everything and plugging it back in again. And Yeah, yeah exactly it's... so. <laughs> So we've, I'll, send you, I'll show you some photos before this podcast goes out so you guys get an idea of what it looks like. Dear old ad, yeah. Anyway, um, so let's begin today's movie review. Tonight we'll be reviewing The Goonies that was released in 1985. Isn't that right, Mike? That's correct, yeah. An American adventure comedy film. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I thought that... Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg produced or directed it. He didn't. He wrote the story. Yeah. Ah, okay. Silly me. Yeah, yeah, yeah same yeah. thing. I used to thought it was done by George Lucas too. Yeah, he had help. I would have thought he had a hand in it. Maybe oh, well, he did. You might have. But Considering that this is a fantasy a and it's and like. A lot of films that I've watched over the years, it usually has um, either Stephen or George involved in the script writing or the move or the and they hang out together and stuff. The besties and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, it's hard to break that type of connection these yeah. days. Like Danny Elfman working with Tim Burton. That sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Look. Okay. Here we go. Well, I've already mentioned it. He wrote it. Okay. Here we go. Produced by Richard Donner. And Harvey uh, Bernhardt, uh, directed by Richard Donner. Mm-hmm. Uh, story by Steven Spielberg. Screenplay was written by uh, Chris Columbus. What? I've heard that name somewhere before. I don't mean about the Explorer before you say anything. Yeah, I think I've seen the name somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it was a really, really, truly, really good story. Yeah, um, you, you may... No, guys. I also mm. met Sean Aston not too, uh, many years ago. Oh, not many, a few years ago, yeah. Yeah, during uh, sort of a supernova <laughs> expo, and I got him to autograph my copy of The Goonies, a book <laughs> that I had, and he also um, gave let me kiss him. Lucky one of them. <laughs> yeah, very memorable. But imagine for him, it's not so memorable. It's just another fan who's obsessed with him. Obsessed? Yes, I can say that. Okay. A, a couple of the actors here. Gee, I wonder who one of them is. Uh, Sean Aston. Uh, surprise. <laughs> surprise, right? Yeah, you play... Okay, I'll, I won't go through everybody, so who they are. Yeah. Okay, Sean Aston, he's Mikey. Uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 he seems sort of like an unofficial leader of the group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Brolin plays Brandon. Uh, one of the older guys, the brother of uh, Mikey. Mm, yeah, he's this uh, is called Brand, like as in signage Brand. brand. <laughs> like, yeah, Brand in the morning. Uh, no, um, Jeff G- Cohen plays Chunk. He's a fan little fella. Yeah. Um, um, Corey Feldman plays Mouth Devereaux. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. And you find out why he's called Mouth. Yeah. Uh, okay. He would never, never shut up, and he's also <laughs> very he's a bit of a smart aleck. Uh, Jonathan Kehu Kwan, I thought no, no, Jonathan Kehu Kwan is uh, Data Wang, and he was actually uh, it was he little he guy? was in um, Indiana Jones yeah, and yeah, Temple yeah, yeah. of Doom. Mm. Yep, so he he gets around. 
Yeah, kid well, can, kid, kid of course, now I don't think he's done, done anything since um, Indiana Jones or well, he's, this he's, movie. He's He's on his own together doing something else. I think he's quit the acting industry and has moved on to other things. Another great adventure. Now, okay, uh, Kerry Green plays uh, Andy, um, Brand's girlfriend, love interest. Uh, Martha Plimpton plays Steph, which is Andy's uh, best friend. friend, Bestie. Uh, I won't go on too many more. John Matuzak, I think. uh, Matuzak? as uh, Lotney Sloth Fratelli. He's a deformed but and abused but child hearted mm. uh, son of the mean guys in the uh, movie. Yeah. I thought it was um, uh, He was a, a funny guy. Yeah. Anne Ramsey plays Mother Dearest. He's like Ma Baker. Yeah. She, uh, she creeps Ro- me out. Robert Davy plays one of her sons and. Uh, uh, Joe Palantino plays one of the other sons. Ooh, I won't I think go I know through him. the rest of them. I think I know who he is. He's been in, I think, was he the one from um, um, License to Kill, I think it was? Oh, possibly, I don't know. I think I wasn't sure which anyway, one it is. They get around. I know for a fact he um, he does play an awesome bad guy, and I think he also plays an interesting detective in, um, what's it called? Uh, Maniac Cop. Oh, okay. Uh, two and three, obviously. If you watch the movies. Interesting. The director, Richard Donner, makes a cameo appearance as a sheriff's deputy. Yeah, I've seen that. The <laughs> film cinematographer, Nick McLean, also has a cameo as Mouse's father. Oh, yeah. And the part of the dead FBI agent, he was in a freezer, <laughs> uh, was performed by stuntman Ted Grossman. Uh, gross. <laughs> just gross. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, all said and done. Uh, all I, said I, I, and done. I won't talk about any other people. No. Uh, so Sarah's going to enthrall you with her her tale of uh, mm-hmm. adventure and whatever. Yada yada yada. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So the story opens on the title card, which starts off with a skull and crossbow, and then it mo- we move in. We see Steven Spielberg presents, and then we we zoom out and see it turn into a different skull, but underneath is the word. Goonies. Very nicely done. And there's no music, no things behind it. But then we cross to the prison where a prisoner named, um, what's his name again? Uh, One of the Fratelli boys. Um, Fratelli uh, boys. uh, um, uh, A recently escaped fugitive. That's that's Robert Davey. He's, He's Jake Fratelli. Okay, Jake Fratelli, he escapes from prison after faking a suicide attempt. Yeah. And he eventually escapes with his brother, his mom, and they eventually have a police chase. And there we meet along the way throughout this scene um, each of the members of the Goonie Party. We meet um, all the kids. And eventually we come to the end of the... Um, the, of the um, of that particular the police the police the chase and we meet Mikey and his brother Bran Brandon as he as Mike says and both brothers are well M- Mikey's different he's a younger brother and he longs for adventure but he doesn't want to move away from his home see the tr- 
seed at the moment. The country club own its own goondocks. That's the name of their community or suburb or whatever the street they're living in. And they're, the bought, they're planning on developing it and turning it into a golf course. Somewhere. Yeah, and that means that they're given either a few hours of spending in this their mm. in their in the community and well they knew that was going to come that, that's on a paperwork and get out so yeah. yeah and of course um mikey has high hopes that his dad will fix it we hopefully get some money and maybe try to get raise the funding who knows i don't know the whole truth of what he thinks his dad's influences are mostly mm. considering his dad's the curator at a museum uh, yeah they wouldn't get paid a lot of money. No, not no, those little not towns. Not those no. little towns. <laughs> anyway, Brandon, on the other hand, he's a, he's a wrestler uh, and a bit of a football he's player. He's an athlete. He's an athlete in school. at yeah, school. school yeah. And he treats his brother like crap sometimes. <laughs> and who wouldn't? And what older brother or older sister does that? I ask you. You would? Yeah. I had that happen to me when I was little. I had to put up with my sister and her whatever. Yeah, her, near and her whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah, now yeah. moving on whatever. from that relationship. Then Mouth and the others come over and each one of them is um, has different views on how they're going to move forward in their lives. Data plans on going to Detroit to his because his father has brothers who own a restaurant up there in order to continue, you know, to get a job. Get a job. And um, let me see. Chunk's family, I don't know too much about them. I know um, Mouse's father is um, a plumber. The plumber Mike mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. And, well, anyway, moving on. Uh, eventually, the mum, Walsh, Mrs. Walsh, arrives, and she brings um, a Mexican or Ma- Spanish lady named Rosalia. Rosalia, I think. Yeah. yeah who is planning on helping Mrs. Walsh, who has an injured arm. Um, in the backstory for her injured arm, she accidentally um, put her hand in a washing machine and it got damaged. Don't ask me. It's, it's in the did book. Did she fix the washing machine? Yeah, right. Uh, oh, sorry. You have to read the book to understand the backstory, guys. I've, it's not that important. It's not important. Anyway, she's Rosa is there to help Mrs. Walsh to... Get the, everything, everything packed, packed up moved out, yeah. so they can move out. Anyway, she gets Mouth to translate. I say translate because it's really silly the anyway, scene. The Rosalie doesn't speak English, <laughs> and Mrs. Mikey's mum doesn't speak Spanish. So my, uh, Mikey's mate uh, Mouth yes. uh, <laughs> has studied Spanish and knows how to speak Spanish reasonably well. Yeah, reasonably and, enough to get, get, in get in trouble for yeah. it. And he, in three scenes when he's told to translate it into something sensible to Rosa, he translates it and turns it into something dreadful for he that poor about, yeah, lady. He's talking the heroin and the marijuana. And, yes, yeah, yeah and, and always separate the drugs. Yeah, yeah. keep them separate, yeah. And then yeah. when he's told to make sure that Rosalie doesn't go up in the attic, uh, he says, do not go up there, there... Mrs. De Walsh has his sex torture devices up there. <laughs> yeah, thing. Like that. So, so, so and, he's taking the pee right out of the poor. Uh, and the final lady. one yeah. is a bit weird, and she co- and she remarks in Spanish that I must that she's in a madhouse. <laughs> well, that's pretty close. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, while this is happening, the kids have broken a, a statue 
it's King of David statue. Yeah, King, uh, statue of David. You know, the old Willy, you know, <laughs> he got broken. <laughs> yes, and Chuck accidentally pu- um, turned the Willy upside down. Well, he glued down. it back on a wrong way up. So, well, you got an erection. You know, it's normal. <laughs> and Brand says, if God made it that way, you'd be pissing in your faces. <laughs> there was a lot of... Funny jokes in, throughout this movie. And Always a comedy adventure, an adventure comedy. Yeah, yeah and yeah. throughout this movie, sometimes they would often say the words wrong or right, right, Mike. Yeah, one of them was saying, was it Mike? You were saying, yeah, he says, "I'm um, dictate himself," and when it's delude himself. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just like when I looked at the movie, um, this where where to find scary, the scary where to find scary things. That movie where the kid kept making up wrong words and. And say them to the wrong people all the time. So, Whatever. Anyway, back to the story. Guess Walsh what? and his Mrs. Walsh and her and Rosa they go off to the supermarket, whatever, and tells Brandon to make look after his brother and not to take him outside. He has hay fever and asthma. Other crap. Other crap, and doesn't want him getting sick. And anyway, eventually, when the mother and, and Rosa leave. The kids decide to go up to the attic and check out some stuff up there. And, of course, most of the stuff is from the museum, mostly. Um, probably from the basement that, that's that been probably ready for the dustbins. <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, there's some interesting stuff. Pirate stuff, all that stuff. Oh, your stuff from the museum. They had other stuff apart from the pirate stuff. Historical stuff from the area. Yeah. Some... Wasn't that interesting, but here's yeah. stuff that overflow from the museum. How's that? Yeah. yeah, and Mikey finds a map that's inside a frame and he allows Chuck to hold it. and I think he was just doing this just so he can get out. Chuck will drop it, yes. No, chunk, chunk, yeah. chunk, oh, chunk. chunk is always um, very clumsy. clumsy. You give me something sprayable, <laughs> it'll be broken. I heard you mm. mention Chuck is also he often um, makes up stories, he's like the like the um, the the, well, he's just stupid when it comes to storytelling. Yeah. He would just, um, like, when he came into the um, Walsh's house, he tells him about a car chase, and they don't believe him. Because of all the other stories he tells. Yeah, mm-hmm. made it up. Like, he told him about how Michael Jackson visited his house, yada, yada, yada. It wasn't, no, it was his sister. <laughs> yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right, which one? Yes, and his stories don't really help him and his friends as they go along. So, moving back on. They eventually find this map and my mouth translates it and it sounds really, really creepy. From a young kid's perspective, I was scared myself whenever I see this. I got to admit, whenever I look at this movie, it, it was it does have a dark theme to it, which made me question back then, even now, whether it was appropriate for younger kids to watch. It was. You're a sook, that's all, yeah. I don't know. It was dark and it was creepy. Well, I was a kid, I grew up, I grew up with Frankenstein and Dracula and the Wolfman and the creatures from Lat Lagoon and all the other good crappy movies. But and anyway, it, it hasn't bothered me one inch because it kept me going back for more whenever I watched The Goonies. Anyway, moving on. Eventually, um, Mikey recites the story of who owns the map. It was One-Eye Willie, a dangerous pirate that goes way back years ago. And and he had this big treasure and he had on, on his ship and the British um, soldiers chased after him and he he and his men were in a cave in. They were inside a cave and then the British blew up the walls inside the cave, sealing the pirates inside the cave. And, of course... Um, 
of course, Chuck asks him, wait a minute, Mikey, if they, if they couldn't get out, how, who had the map and the story got out? And then Mikey says that there must have been one of their, the pirates must have got out and with the map and everything. And with the story and all that stuff, and they found out. Yeah, they found out there was another person who went after um, One Eye Willie's uh, treasure and never returned. Yeah, yeah, just a copper pot. Mm -hmm. What a name! Yeah, he said he had a key to One Eye Willie. Meaning, anyway, they eventually the kids um, decided to disperse and head downstairs because someone's knocking at their door. It turns out to be. one of the guys who from the country club, I should mention the country club were the guys who who owned the part, the goon dogs well, no, who planned on they developing don't own it. it. They're actually for they got ties of the bank and they're picking up the mortgages because they're overdue on their payments and they're getting and sign the properties over to them. Yeah. Time out rather. Yeah. See yeah. the one of the boys yeah. in their town is named Troy, whose father is one of the guys who wants them to sign over their properties, yada yada yada. And Walsh is just one of those guys who has not bothered to sign yet. Isn't that right, Mike? Probably. It looks like it. That's yeah. look, that that well, I don't know if anyone else has signed or was going to sign who was the main one. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Eventually, they hand over the paperwork to um, Brandon and head off. And they say it's a full closure is a definite, meaning there's no way for any w- one of the goondocks to walk out of it and get their mortgages paid off. Eventually, the boys, they make a firm decision and say, yes, we're going to go after this treasure and be able to, to pay off the mortgage and be able to save our community. They eventually tie Brandon to the chair with using his um, gym equipment, and they scatter out the door. <laughs> eventually, he does get caught by his mum and, and Rosa, and Rosa thinks it's a torture device attached to him. <laughs> oh man, you gotta you gotta was, really read the yeah. book. <laughs> see, see, she thinks it's a lot very funny. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, they, the boys drive on their bikes. Of course, Mouth doing the silly thing decides to take. Kind of pops the tires on Brandon in order to the um. He didn't not to follow pop them. the tires. He released the valves so the air would go out of them. Okay, yeah. release the valve, whatever. Anyway, pop the tires. Well, pop, pop the pop. Okay, you see what I got to deal with here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> the boys drove right on, and they found spots around them that pretty much um, show where. That most of the parts of Astoria, this is where it is, Astoria. Actually, it was it, that, 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 it was set in Astoria, and they did all the filming in Astoria, yeah. apart from the stuff they did in the studio. Yeah, yeah. and some of the parts of the um, of Astoria hasn't changed, apart from a few earthquakes, a few volcano eruptions. Other than that, it's the maps details still look like the same as their coast, the um, where they have to go to. Isn't that right, Mike? Hasn't changed much at all. Those, those little villages, seaside areas, whatever, don't change a lot. Mm, yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm. Anyway, um, Brandon eventually gets, finally gets the, on his bike, but unfortunately the bike, as we said, no air. So he ends up stealing Data's little sister's bike. That's yeah, he got this big kid riding a little kitty's bike. It looks really, it look so cute. Yeah, and yeah. when he's dry, riding his bike, well, riding her bike, he runs into Troy and Andy, Andy, his girlfriend, obviously, and Stephanie, who are riding in his Troy's car. And Troy grabs hold of Brandon's hand, and then he drives full speed up the road, and causing Brandon to s- 
swing into the tree, fall into the trees. Boom. Awful. <laughs> anyway. This is going to be a long podcast now, don't you? Yeah. Eventually, the kids find um, a match to where maybe the the lo- the possible of the location to get down to where the treasure might be buried, or so is what we think. They eventually arrive mm-hmm. at a sort of a summer place, the resort. An resort. old restaurant which has been closed up. Yeah, and we see two men walking in, and I think that they're just two plain police officers or detectives. And you hear bang. Yeah, and then we hear two bangs. Sorry, two bangs. Yeah, and of course the kids just think that maybe just a pot fell in the kitchen, but I doubt it. doesn't sound anything like a pot. Anyway... Eventually, they go inside the um, the rest the um, restaurant, and then they can f- meet the mother, who's really creepy. And they also meet um, her son, the um, t- the Spanish one, who starts speaking in He's Spanish. Italian. Italian. Sorry. Spanish. Sorry. There's a lot of the. Okay. Anyway. Um, it's a Spanish. It's Italian. Italian. Sorry. For telly. Anyway, the. the f- he eventually says a bit of Italian, and Mouth was the, who starts mouthing off in stupidity-wise. Eventually, which got him into trouble because she was about to cut his his tongue out if he didn't shut up. <laughs> Wouldn't you say, Mike? Well, she was a very nice lady. Yes, yeah. Eventually, she they order water while they sit down in the restaurant, and she, it was rusty as yeah, really yeah. bad. It looked, it looked like coke on a bad day. It yeah. looked like scotch on a bad day. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. Because of bit, how yeah. orange it looked. It looked terrible, yeah. It made it me thought, for when I was little, I used to thought maybe it was toilet water. <laughs> Close. It could have been a turd floating in it, yeah. Man. Eventually, Mikey pretends to go to the toilet, and thanks to my, my Alf, with his weird behaviour, he kind of probably really needed to go to the toilet. Right, would you say, Mike? Well, he started, um, when you've got to go, you've got to go. No. <laughs> anyway, he then goes down to the lower level downstairs and he there he meets the creepy other brother sloth he's lovely of course <laughs> um, his brother the Italian brother starts teasing him with his they're food. all Italian okay he's, um, he's, he teases him a lot and eventually um, Mouth, Mikey eventually gives him the food that was on a bit of a tray and eventually he sees the creature and he's kind of scatters away until he meets his brother and they all scatter out. Skimper, 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 scatter, scatter, scatter. And mm. there mm. Mikey tells his brother and his friends about a giant it in the basement, if you can call it that. And while this is happening, they watch the Phil Tellys taking out a very big garbage bag and they think it's, um, Mikey says, it's restaurant trash. Doubt it. If Two men the walked body in. in there. Yeah, the what body happened in there, to them? Yeah, what happened Sarah? to the two men? I don't know. It's just going to be a really long podcast. I'm trying to keep tonight. it short, okay? <laughs> anyway, while the, while the car drives away, Andy and Stephanie arrive and to meet up with them, and the kids plan on going back inside the restaurant. Unfortunately, it was locked. And then uh-huh. Mouth decides to do the stupidest thing by saying to Chuck that he has some photos of his mother naked taking a bath and would you like to buy them? And eventually Chuck 
charged at the door like he was And he, he was broke stupid. the door down. Hey, what a good way to get the door broken down. Without yeah. hurting yourself. Get somebody else to do it. They mm. then head down into the basement where they can meet the creature. And eventually they do find um, the possible way of getting down to the lowest level. Because that's what it says in the map. They have to go to the lowest level of the floor to get to... So we get, they found a basement... And a bit of a, a, a drainage hole type thing yeah. underneath the fireplace. It was a grate there. Yeah. The grate went down to a cave system. Ah, yeah. Ah. Along, yeah. While they're in the basement, they also find um, uh, a printer, one of those um, counterfeit printers. Yeah. They're making lots of money. Yeah, fake money. Anyway, yeah. they re- then they realise that these guys are wanted criminals. Well, I don't want them. Then mm. we also discover the fridge where. One of the guys from earlier that has been is stuffed in that there. That was the guy doing the cameo. <laughs> yes. That was that. Um, yeah, no, they, the part that that FBI agent mm. performed by it. Yeah. Ted Grossman. He looks so real. Yeah, and he and we got the fright of their lives, and eventually they um, quickly stuff the guy back in the fridge, and with a mouth was in. I mean, not mouth. I mean, Chuck is stuck inside the fridge with the stiff. Yeah. And so the kids quickly, they knew that they, they had to go down to, through the grate to get out of there because there's no other way out. So, so they quickly get down to the lowest, into, in, through the fireplace where the grate is and quickly get down to, into the, to the sewer or whatever. The sewer? Well, so it's A close. cave to, system. Cave system. And, <sighs> of course, Chuck does eventually get out of the freezer and... He tries. He he's told by Brandon and Mike to go to the police, even though he's the last person anyone will believe. Would you agree? Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't believe him. Yeah. Anyway, so while while Chuck mm-hmm. is going off to get the police, the rest of the um, group continue on through the cave system. Of course, along the way, they come across a pipe system. Uh, yeah, pipes, and they think yeah. that if Water they rattle, yeah. and they think if they rattle them enough, they might get someone above to hear them. So they try to get, yell, get they out. start shouting, they start climbing on the pipes, and just so you guys know, above um, is actually the country club. This is very funny, and mm. this is where a lot of the pipes start breaking off and start. Um, there was like the scene where the showers, where the um, taps, kind of, kind of. Start pull, yeah, pulled, pulled through the wall. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. And there's the toilets that kind of sprouted water, flushed backwards, like, yeah. like a like it was a spring or something. It was hilarious. Yeah, old faithful. Yeah, okay, now will you move on a bit, just and, a little bit? Yeah, I I got mad. I love the aftermath in the mm. book where what became of this the country club. This is going to be a long one. Eventually, they come to the next part to the cave, and there they 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 find. Chester Copper Pot's dead remains. Would you say? Considering he'd been there for quite a few years, I'd say his remains are pretty dead, yeah. Yeah, okay. of course, Andy was scared of her witch. She screamed like heck, like a banshee. Okay, whatever. And anyway, um, they look, they, they kind of check him over, try to look for his ID and stuff, and eventually they confirmed it was Chester Copper Pot because his ID says so. They also find... Um, some candles on him, including some dynamite, I might mm. mention later on. <laughs> I need that later. Yeah, and then um, Matt, Di- while this is, Data takes them, and he plans on setting some booby traps. <laughs> booby traps. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm, okay, I'm kidding, guys. don't worry about it. 
Don't ask. Um, Sonny joking her head. Well, that's what they say. They keep saying, they mistake the words a lot for this movie. Yeah, but it's a booby trap. <laughs> that's what they're called. I know. Anyway, back to the story. The, Mikey so then discovers her, the key that just a copper pot had, and um, he takes it, and eventually he finds also um, one of the booby traps that when I really set it up years ago, which had boulders hanging above them, and they have to quickly scatter and try to get away from them before they get crushed, just and end up having the same fate as just a copper pot, wouldn't you say? Well, he didn't. He didn't fare very well. Now he was dead, and from something fell on him. Or yeah, whatever, I yeah. think he mm. just um, was. Um, he kind of got killed by one of those boulder things. Eventually, the kids got, quickly get out of there, and they come across a um, boulder blocking um, another cave. And they think this is. They hear noises, and then they pull it apart, and then a lot of bats start scattering all over the face. That's a bat cave. Oh, there yeah. you go then. No, sorry. Yeah. No. Oh, no. meanwhile, while this is happening, Chuck. Eventually tries to get away from the Fatelli's house, but eventually he runs into the same criminals again, and they attempt to try to cut his hand open if he doesn't tell them everything that he knows. And I mean everything. You think me talking at you guys about telling you guys about the movie Uh would be everything? Well, he told them his whole entire history. (laughs) It was long. Eventually, as they were about to cut off his hand... Um, the bats started swimming all over them, all over their faces, all over their... Ooh, it was really c- creepy. And Chuck was yelling at, down, at, um, yelling on the tip of his tongue, saying to Mikey, um, out, that's out there, if you can hear me, run, run, they come, they come after you, all that stuff like that. They're coming to get you, Barbara. No, sorry, oh, a wrong movie. Anyway, back to the cave. Um, everyone is getting scared, and Mikey pl- offers to hold Andy's hand to comfort her and eventually the next room we see wow a beautiful waterfall and we see like thousands and thousands of coins a few cents here and there and we find out that they're inside a mad a wishing well wouldn't you say yes the old wishing well in the town yeah 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 and the coins you don't ask they're not going to be worth one million dollars if you ask me would you say Mike well, no. There's no chance in hell that Bunny would be able to pay Actually, for the mortgage. the thing that bugs me about the, that, that scene... What's that? Well, um, as far as I'm aware, most of the wishing wells that you had were actually set up by the local towns, towns people and used to throw coins into them and actually used to scoop the coins out and give to charity. Oh, really? Not just throw them in a hole in the ground. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess um, Steven Spielberg didn't put much thought into that. doesn't matter. Well, maybe. Anyway, so um, so they realise that they're in a well, in a wishing well, and there's no chance this money is one I will is money. So they have to make decisions. Eventually, Troy and his mates come there and making some wishes of stupid thing, and eventually Brandon notices him making a wish, and they were able to tell them, guess what, we're down in the swell, yada, 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 we need your help to get us out. And, of course, he offers the help, and Mikey tries to plead with the rest of the group, telling them that they can they can continue with this journey because it's their last chance. If they, But they all were getting scared and feel like, we don't want to be down here anymore, we want to go home and stuff like that. 
But Mikey reminds them that this is their last chance of getting the money and probably saving their, their community. And if they want, if they go ahead, turn them back their back on the goondocks, then that's the end. Nothing not more. <laughs> Eventually, they see his point of view, and they decided that they'll they'll fa- they'll face the fate of going continuing their journey. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would. Meanwhile, Chuck, on the other hand, he's still with the um the fratellis. Yeah, and he eventually gets meets up with Sloth, and Sloth turns out to be an absolute nice guy. Even though he's a bit strange. Yeah, at first he's scared of him, and then he eventually realizes he's got the mind of a child, as Mike said before. Mm-hmm. And he they eventually bond over shared foods, shared um, interests. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they become good friends, and they and he offers and Slav offers to help him find his friends down in the inside the um, fireplace. Yeah. No, so back to the story. The Fatilis they start to make a tan- pan to follow the kids, and they have no problem finding them eventually. And eventually, they do. F- the the kids do find the the next room to. Where want to continue their journey? That using the special stones in the wall underneath a waterfall, and using the key, they were able to get the um, key on there, and they were able to turn it so they can get inside the next room. Unfortunately, there was it set off another trap. Isn't that right? It Mike? did. And this allowed a very big cannonball to to go around the room, and eventually it ends up. Opening a new a trap door underneath Data's legs, leg, and eventually, thanks to Data's, he's a bit of a uh, inventor. I should. He's mention. a bit like a James Bond freak. How's that? Yeah, and okay. he's made it, these inventions. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really crap. Yeah, crappy. However, eventually, he was use, uses um, the pinches of peril or whatever they call them yeah. to. To allow him to avoid getting fallen impaled on some sticks, to avoid right. getting pain paled, he eventually yep. finds the room. And here in this movie, when they were ha- doing a toilet break, Andy kisses Mikey, not ex- realizing in it's the dark, Brandon. thing is Brand. Yeah, it was kind of cute, <laughs> even though in reality, the actress was not really happy about kissing an underage kid. But actually, that happens, guys. It happens. You have to suffer. You have to suffer for your I own. I don't think Mikey was suffering. No, he actually, <laughs> I, actually in the book, I think he really liked her, to, you know, to an extent, even though he was underage. <laughs> anyway, um, eventually the Fertilis, they they set, they knew where they were going. Eventually, they quick, quickly, the kids quickly um, dart away from them, and they come across um, a bit of a, a, a log bridge that they have to quickly cl- walk across, but it was very bad because there's the rope falls away from all well, rope the, here. Oh, yeah, the, the, ro- the rope was... The rope handrail thing was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Quickly, the um, kids all, all sk- quickly walk across or climb across or whatever, and eventually um, Data, the last one, uses his slick shoes, which has oil slick or something in it, that allows the oil to come out of his feet and... and and allows the mm-hmm. Fertilis brothers to end up falling on their crutches. And, yes, yes guys, you know what it feels like. Oh, yeah, painful. Eventually, the kids find this weird piano or whatever. Organ. 
organ thing that's made of skeleton bones. And here um, it's up to Andy to use her for her piano skills to in order to open the next yeah, door. To read some notes on the back, back of the map. If you get the, note, the notes right, the strawberry slow, gradually lowers down. If you get it wrong, the floor starts to disappear. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, it's up to her now to get get through it slowly, but bit by bit. Parts of the floor disappear. Other parts, um, the door opens up, and eventually they do find the final note. And she couldn't figure out if it was a B sharp or an A flat. I don't. And Mikey jokes, "If you hit the wrong note, we're we'll all be flat." <laughs> As a bit of a Very joke. good. Anyway, eventually she got the note right, and she, they quickly were able to get away. And this is my favorite part in the movie, where they go down this awesome water slide. What do you say? Yeah, very good. Actually, I think that was in the trailer. Yeah, mm. it's pretty cool. Mm. I thought it was exciting. I mean, it's amazing those kids don't really look like they're making having fun at, in the scene. Maybe they did a couple of times during filming because who cannot uh-huh. enjoy a water slide? Eventually, they, well, if, they if it was cold, maybe not. The kids soon arrive at the other end, and this is where the scene... Well, there were going to be an octopus scene in this movie, but somehow I guess it didn't work no, out. No, well, they cut it out. But they, it was mentioned... There was, octopus was mentioned in the film, Yeah. but there was no octopus in it. Yeah, it's confusing. And I imagine some of you guys who have viewed this movie probably wonder, what octopus at the end? Ask Ed Wood. He had all the footage. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, the kids then look over and see... One Eye Willie's big ship, the Spanish galleon, oh, or whatever. It's, yeah, yeah galleon. it was. And they now, actually, I'll stop you just a minute. Yeah. They actually made that full scale boat just for this movie, and at the end of the movie, nobody wanted it, so they just had to trash it. Ah, what a shame! It is a shame. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, mm. soon enough, they head on board and they see lots of skeletons there, lots of the, probably the, sol- the remaining crew members who got killed, probably in a fight, maybe, I like to think. I don't know. There's some room that he uh, stuck in there and he, he dug all the, they dug all the uh, tunnels and everything and put the booby traps in. And they, I think they committed suicide. Yeah, I think... Because they weren't getting out. Yeah. yeah. I like to think that. I mean, it said that one I will kill all his men. I, I don't know how he would have no, done I that. No, I think they might have killed themselves as well because mm-hmm. the men, they would have running out of food and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, hmm. um, eventually they get down to the lower level to the ship and there they find... Um, they try to they continue on and they try to find the, the where the treasure is and at one point they find something and but dear old Mouth says it's just um, an, um, a guide to um, the cannibal chamber whatever cannibal they get into a fight briefly and eventually we Andy sets off another trap we think we're not sure maybe it's a trap no it wasn't a trap and a hatch popped open above their heads they had something written on it yeah I think it was mm. the the possible message from them inside the map that says ye intruders beware crushing death and grief so blah, blah 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 all that stuff anyway they and went up there and guess what they found there, there Mikey sees um, some one-eyed willy with two other of his men maybe his first mate or someone else yep. and they're both dead there's and a bit of um, treasure hanging around the room yeah mm-hmm. and there he talks to one-eyed willy and he sees for himself why one-eyed willy was called that he meaning he had he was born with one eye yeah meaning well, there you go then yeah well, and he well, didn't get poked out in the fight no, yeah no. and anyway the other's soon join him and as they are looking at the gold and stuff like that Mikey says go ahead 
get stuff, get stuff in your pockets. And as Data is about to reach across to the scales where you next to Willie, um, Mikey says, that's Willie's. Leave Save one. that to, for Willie. Anything else is just fine. And I think Willie would have appreciated it. He did. He's a nice, he's a nice part. Yeah. Even though we don't know him really well. Anyway, um, while the kids start pouring the money and coins and anything that they can think of into their pockets and whatever, they begin they begin to worry. What if the the um, criminals are going to still follow them? And Mikey comes up with an alternate plan by saying, "We'll leave a trail of jewels in one cave, and then we'll hide in another one. And when the tellies are in that cave, then we can make our own for it." But then we hear, "What a their, good idea!" Yeah, unfortunately, that's what Mummy says. Yeah, and she'll stand right behind him. Yeah, and now Whoops. it's up to them to try to weasel their way out. But unfortunately, Data's equipment doesn't work so well <laughs> this time around. And eventually they came close to getting walked off the plank. And for, before they could do that, they were forced to remove all the jewelry, all the um, diamonds, all the, the money and out of their pockets. And give it to yeah. yeah. Of course, it's funny when in the scene where Mouth is... Um, has a tire pearl and a lot of other no, stuff no, in ma- his mouth. Ma- mouth was empty in his pockets and he wasn't saying anything. And mm-hmm. Mrs. Fratelli, Mom Fratelli said, You're pretty quiet. And he, his and mouth, he obviously had something in his mouth so out with it. So he started pulling out a strong string, a string of a pearl necklace. Yeah. yeah. A long string of pearls. And it would have must have been 12 to 18 inches long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. He still had stuff in his mouth. Yeah. And then he spat out a couple of gems. And then he's still sitting there, looks like another gem came out. I don't, he, he had a big mouth, talking-wise, and he had a great capacity otherwise. Yeah. Anyway, um, anyway, Miss Ma was, beginning, right was planning on to walk the kids off the plank in her own way, so she tries to do it this with Andy. Eventually, Brandon... Tries to save her, you know. Oh, true love. And then mm. Ma says, Two down, who's next? You know, triumph way. Anyway, oh. while this is happening, as Malf and Stephanie are going next, we then hear a battle cry, if you can call it that. And we realize it's Sloth and Chuck, who have come safely through the, um, the um, thing and discreetly have um, come to save. Um, Chuck's friends yeah. and Fluff was able to swing across and save the kids from being certainly killed and then they quickly dive into the water while Sloth deals with his brothers and his ma and exactly. eventually he knocks out his brothers when they're fighting they're always fighting in this movie it's hilarious oh brotherly love hey mm. anyway he then meets his mum and she reminisces about how some nice stuff about him and as and she he remembers that she dropped him once when he was a baby and then he takes his revenge by hurling her off the into the water yeah well there you go anyway he dives in after her and eventually him and the kids they make plans of trying to get out if they can unfortunately um that there's there's a block passage with a boulder on it and they then quickly light a candle, but it's not a candle. It's the dynamite I mentioned earlier. <laughs> and they light it, and then suddenly, bam! Unfortunately, the the rocks shifted, but one boulder continues to block the passageway. And while this is happening, Ma and the other men are downstairs 
in with one eye Willie and his treasure and she lifts the scales and this sets off a trap inside one eye Willie's ship and they, they quickly one. evacuate quickly without le- with leaving all the gold behind hmm. and while this is happening rocks and boulders are hit are sitting the water the in, yeah, somehow so the dynamite has started a chain reaction, causing a, l- a lot of um, boulders to collapse into the water. And if they don't get out of there, they're going to be looking at and inst- could be crushed by these boulders. There'll be people pate all over the place. Yeah, eventually, thanks to Sloth, he was able to shift the boulder and allowed the kids to get out of there. Of course, he doesn't want to leave his mum and his brothers behind, so he stays behind while, while Chuck and his friends quickly get out and soon enough they meet up with the hi- um, the beach patrol or the highway well, somebody deputies I don't know I wasn't quite sure yeah, they had been looking for the kids they couldn't find them anywhere yeah the parents arrive in a in a van and they all greet their kids and and there there's hugs kisses exchange all that stuff and eventually um, and the kids try to tell them about where they'd been and whatever, and one like Willie and blah, blah, yeah. this and the other. Yeah. And no one believes them yeah. until <laughs> they see... Eventually, um, Troy and his dad arrive and guess... Oh, yeah, wait before we get to that. The Fertellis arrive and the police were about to arrest them along with Sloth. And, but luckily enough, Chuck was able to interfere and say that, sh- that Sloth is not a bad guy and that the Fertellis family was the bad guy. So... They were arrested, but Sloth is going to stay with Chuck, according to the story. Yeah, lovely. He didn't, he didn't take his parents, though, did he? Yeah, it was uh-huh. nice. Then, eventually, Troy and his father arrive with the final paperwork for Walsh to sign. For the, for, yeah, the, yeah, to uh, transfer the property or whatever, yeah. yeah. And Mikey tells his dad that he, they had their hands on the future and they blew it to save their lives. And Walsh says to his son that... He's happy that your that his sons safe. were safe, and that makes them the richest people Man. in Astoria. And the guy said, "No, I'm the richest person in Astoria." Now he wants now to sign the paperwork. Now. Yeah, wow. as Walsh what a creep. Is, yeah, yeah, as Walsh is signing the paperwork slowly. Oh, no, he didn't say he's getting ready to. He's getting ready to sign. It, the pen was poised. Yeah, while this is happening, Rosla, who was with um, Walsh's parents when they arrived, he, she. Um, took stakes out of Mikey's um, jacket, the marble bag he carries with him. He carries a marble bag in this movie, and she opens it up and sees the gems. Yeah, Mikey threw his marbles out and filled it full of gems. Why not? Yeah, and she quickly informs this to Mrs. Walsh and pours the gems into her hand, and there we see them. And then Walsh announces to the to the wealthy guys and to the crowd that there will no be no signing today or tomorrow or, or ever, ever again. Mm. Meaning that now they can be able to pay off the mortgage and be able to we'll save their community. We'll probably have a couple of mortgages, I'd say. That's quite, mm. people's houses too. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole point. Eventually the media come and they try to get stories from the kids and this is where I said before they mentioned about the octopus and that confuses me to no end why they never bought the octopus. Because it's working for Ed Wood. Yeah, it's a, such a shame this octopus no, no, never octopus came into... Get, get so many jobs, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's still in the story and people are probably confused no, to no end why <laughs> they left this sin. I don't know. Anyway, eventually the sheriff arrives and thinks this is another ploy of gaining attention considering um, throughout... Chuck was always Chuck doing, always doing, doing this. And eventually he stops, um, he's rolling his eyes and sees in the distance one eye Willie's boat... 
and everyone is astonished. And yeah, it came out of that cave that had been stuck in for all these years. Yeah, somehow. I have a question. Ch- if it was so easy to get out, why didn't One-Eyed Willie get out of there earlier on before he died? Well, they, they didn't have dynamite. That's what. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they remember got te- the, the dynamite, dynamite chain had yeah, a chain reaction yeah, okay. and it kind of was opening Silly up me. the entrance. And they probably didn't have an, any cannon fire or anything to block, uh, not block the entrance. Well, there you go then. Anyway, yeah, so the boats begins to sail out and Mikey watches and says, "Goodbye, Willie. Thanks." And eventually, are they making free Willie? Ha, 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 ha. Oh, oh, and then Sloth lets out a battle cry again, and then all the rest of the crew of Goonies begin to shout along with him. And Yay. then we watch One-Eyed Willie's boat sail off into the sun, or into the sunrise, I should say, because this is early in the, in the morning, so this is not a sunrise, it's a sun, um, sun, this is not a sunset, it's a sunrise. It's the end. I hope that <laughs> covers it. <laughs> You know, she got through it fast, and I thought, honestly. Man. I do think this is an awesome movie. I do hope that the reception equals that. Um, our our thoughts on this, I think. Mm. I just hope it's a good reception for the movie. Was it really good? Uh, I'm not going to go through all of them, but generally speaking, everybody was happy with it. My goodness. Now, having said that, um, I didn't talk about it before. They don't normally do it. Okay. The budget was nineteen million. It made one hundred and twenty-five at the box office. Mm. Now that obviously doesn't include home media, so okay. I think they did pretty damn well. That's a relief. I was um, worried that the reception mm. would be like last time when we were reviewing a, a really hot, great, great, great movie, where they said this movie would be catered to the audience, even though this movie, its movies are like this, supposed to cater to the audience. Wouldn't you write? Right, Mike? Well, they're the ones who can actually pay for the tickets. So, yeah. yes. Yeah, so anyway, this is a movie meant for family viewing, as I say. And I, don't think too, I think some people probably would disagree with me and think it's too horrific or it's over. Oh, well, anyway. Okay, this will be interesting. There, there is one bad one. Uh oh, this will be interesting. A guy called Colin Greenland reviewed the Goonies for. White Dwarf, whoever they are, uh-huh. and stated, The Goonies uh-huh. I was unable to enjoy because of a bunch of kids yelling and screaming all the way through. Oh, boy. Uh, not the audience, the actors. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the movie. He didn't enjoy it. Find the inner child and enjoy the movie. It is yeah. not really a kid movie, but it's... It's a movie that kids can watch and enjoy and fantasize and everything. Oh, wouldn't it be great? But mm. older people, you know, parents can sit down and watch it without being having their minds going numb and stuff. It's not a bad or all-round family entertainment. Mm. And I don't know what's wrong with some of these critics. They're fools. I mean, yeah. I got, I'm, look, I'm 68 and I watched the other night and I still had a few chuckles about it. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. Yeah. I'm not a kid. I'm not an idiot. Mm. I collect movies. I like horror. I like everything else. Mm. And these guys haven't got a freaking clue. Oh, by the way, guys, mm. One Eye Willie's skull was made from real bones. Ew. I mean, I've heard stories about how in movies, like, um, like the poltergeist, they would often use real skulls with permission from the whoever donates the bones, so you know. And they would just use them for as part of the, um, I guess, the production. Yeah. well... 
general. It's fun. it's kind of good. I mean, uh, I think these people are taking the time to use some, someone's bones to hey, make a production. I've written on that skull. That's my uncle Fred. There you go. How's that? No? Yeah. No, well, it's just no. something interesting. It's just like all those movies we see that talk about how they would use real bodies or real bones. Well, they sometimes do, yeah. And donate them. Yeah, some of the early skeletons they used in movies were actually real skeletons. They weren't mm-hmm. scientific ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so True. they would have had, like, you know, somewhere, I don't know where they got it from, a, a, a bone shop. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving right along. I did mention before about the boat. It was always, yeah, they, yeah, they, built, they built the boat, and at the end of it, they just had to disassemble it or trash it because nobody wanted it. it had... Mm. Nobody wanted the boat. So Actually, according to this, I, I found something interesting mm-hmm. about this boat. The pirate ship was entirely real. All the shots I were just... filmed in the ship after the filming. It was offered to anyone who ta- would take it. No one wanted it. I just it? said that. I know. It was so <laughs> it was scrapped. Okay. It was such a shame that it was scrapped. I would have loved it if it was somehow um, even donated to one of those film museums, maybe. It would be nice. I think yeah, it would be kind of cool. Go on. Now, Richard Donner, mm-hmm. the um, the man who made the magic, right? Uh, with, the, with the kiddies, um, mm. as a director, mm. um, he said it was great to work with the kid. There's so many, there's diff- mixed difficulties and pleasures. That's nice. Working with so many child actors, he praised them for the energy and excitement, but also said that they were an unruly when brought together. Hard to control. I bet. <laughs> so, mm. um, well, the kids, come on. Yeah. Also, yeah, yeah. I found out Don't something. Don't work kids around. Or, anyway, yeah. um, according to Sean Well, Sean Austin, 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 I think. Sean Baby, yeah. Yeah, he was allowed to keep the treasure map used in the film. Oh, wow. Several years after, later, his mother, uh, Paddy Duke, discovered oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it, mm-hmm. thought it was a crumpled piece of paper and threw it lay out into the <laughs> bin. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. How some people are so stupid. But then again, he probably just kept it in his drawer and no one even thought the wiser. I don't know. Some, I mean, I would have loved to keep it in a frame and and put it over my desk, something like that, yeah. something memorable. Well, he, well, yeah, he should have framed it. Yeah, I would have. Yeah. But he was probably only a 13-year-old and thought, um, not bothered. He was married frame. to Paddy Duke Aston, okay? He wasn't 13 at the time, okay? When he got older, he should have put it in a frame, okay? This is his mum, Dad. Huh? Paddy D- oh, Duke mom, is his mum. Sorry, that's right, yeah. That's right. Wrong, wrong age brackets. She was married to John Aston. Sorry, I was there, yeah. Mm, but boy. mum's an idiot. Mum, yeah. seen, mum didn't see the movie. Anyway, oh, um, well, I think that she probably would have, considering this is a fil- in the film premiere that parents would be invited to their joking. kids' production. Anyway, um, the song in the movie, which is, makes a cameo, is called, which is called Goonies Are Good Enough, which was actually um, used for as a music video and has sort of promoted this movie in a way, wouldn't you say, Mike? That made a ca- as it when it made a cameo in this movie. It only made a few seconds of of showing it, and then the rest was in the post credits. Eventually, yeah. I mean, not the post credits. I mean, just the Whatever. credits. Credit, yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say anything more about this without going over the top. Um, it's a good, fun adventure mm. comedy. Fancy. Thingy wingy and fancy. If, if fancy, and if you like Spielberg stuff, mm. it's not 
And family, sorry. And it's, it's not your typical, like, family. It's not a typical sort of horror movie type stuff or sci-fi. Mm. It's 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 uh, aimed at younger people as well. Yeah. So it's a bit light-hearted. It's centered around kids, but still a good story. Look, look, look at um, Gremlins. Mm. That's a good movie. Yeah, that's another movie that Steven Spielberg had a hand yeah. in it. Now, you look at Gremlins. That, to me, that was a kid movie. Yeah, it also was mentioned yeah. in this movie as a bit of a, um, uh, in one of the scenes where Chuck is um, ex- told one of his stories that it was uh, he was making up um, and someone mm. decided to tell him, guess what, you, you told the story before and you told us this one time about these all these creatures that you multiply with water, mm. yada, 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 sort of... Um, Sounded take, like gremlins. Yeah. Now, I guess, um, again, this is another film that has um, one of the kids stars from... The Goonies in this in that movie too. I, in fact, I think he. Um, what's his name? Who plays um, Mouth again? Uh, yeah, that guy. Mouth, 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 mouth. Corey Corey Feldman. Yeah, Corey mm-hmm. Feldman. He's actually been throughout his career in the eighties and probably in the nineties. He did a lot of kids. Um, movies. He's he was in one of the Friday the Thirteenth movies. He was in Gremlins, and he's in this one, obviously. And he was in. Um, let me see. Um, let me see. Um, Puppet Master versus um, Demented Toys. I think he, this is years, what years a good in the movie future. That one was, yeah. Also, Sean Astin. He's also did a few kid-related movies after doing The Goonies. Obviously, most of it's not really as big as this one obviously he he was in um the brat patrol he was in um um the willies don't ask me i've heard of that and Mm -hmm. let me see he was in um toy um soldiers i've heard of that one i've seen it which Mm. is not really um um eye popper oh i liked it it was pretty it's not some movie i mean i grant it but i don't think it it developed a very big audience and of course you i mentioned earlier that he did lord the rings as playing that was good for him that was good yeah yeah so sam gamsey which is probably where i um he was probably promoting his um his movie uh the movie by going to the supernova as i mentioned this is where i met him (laughs) and kissed him (laughs) anyway anyway so um do you want to rate this movie now certainly tan I'm going to rate this... And that's um, not because I like Steven Spielberg or anything else, but it's a good, fun movie, and, and it does tick all the boxes and everything. Everything is as it should be. Yeah, that, I agree. Mm. I think that um, they did a good job in this one because I often think whenever a director develops a story like this, it takes me back to... Uh, it makes me takes me back to being a child who wishes to go on ventures and stuff like that. Oh, I should mention, Sean Astin also took part in the cameo or as an extra in Stranger Things, the TV series. Yeah, uh, yep, yeah. Yep. It's not one of my cup of teas, but I heard it's uh, it's sort of similar to this type of movie because it deals with kids trying to solve mysteries and um, try to have adventures and stuff like that, which makes me think about the 80s movies a lot when I think about it, when you think mm, about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to say... I'm going to make rate this movie um, 10 out of 10 myself. Now, before we go, where to get it? Yes, guess what? It's still available. Yes. eBay has plenty, new and used copies, Blu-ray yes. as well. Mm-hmm. 
Amazon has it uh, on their uh, site. It's rentable mm -hmm. and there are some for sale. So Yippee. if they've got it, you should be able to get it other places as well as. Hooray. Mm -hmm. Well. <laughs> That's a relief. Kitties. Um, no. No, good look, good. It's a good... It's a good movie that any age bracket can enjoy. That's what I think I like yep. about it. Mm. I yep. mean, if in the, when you're an older adult and you still you still enjoy it. I mean, yeah, there are some some of the things will stick to me like like cre will creep me out for all my life. But in a good creepy way, it's not as effective as yeah. when I got older. Yeah. I mean, when, I mean, like most of the other movies I've watched over the years that creep me out and somehow stuck to me for a bit. And then eventually I was able to move on and move forward. And, not, and when I saw it, seen it years later, it didn't scare me as much as it did years ago. I'll scare you, Anyway. Are um, we finished for tonight? Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever watch this with my niece and nephew as yet. Maybe I would. Maybe when they get a bit get older. a little bit more older, maybe when they're nine or eight. A little man's only five, just, I just turned five. I think it's a bit over his head. Yeah, well, and he was... And the little one's seven and she's... Probably getting well, close to it. But well, it hasn't mm. stopped him from watching um, License to Kill with me the other night. <laughs> oh, only a bit of it. Yeah. He likes James Bond stuff too. Yeah, come on, who wouldn't? <laughs> well, he likes cars. <laughs> anyway, let's kill it. Okay. These people want to go to bed. All right, thanks for watching this, listening to this latest episode, everyone. This is Sarah Stevenson. Yeah, and Margot. Saying, see you guys around. Bye for now. Bye, guys.